0: You're listening to The Itch, my name is Casey,
1: my name is Dan, and I'm Aaron, and this week we're scratching the itch to make right on something that is so long overdue. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We've got a couple of friends on, on the show today, Russ and Lauren. And they have both invited us on their shows, which we'll get more into in a second, uh, a couple of times each, I believe. Yep. And to this date, Russ has been on our show once, and this is Lauren's first. So.
2: <laughs> I know, it's true. It's my first <laughs> time here. I like that you, uh, you you know, we're a couple of friends a couple of times, and we are, in fact, over here a couple of couples. That too. That's true. So it's just a lot of coupling. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. It ain't that kind of podcast. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> for
0: them, it is. <laughs> yeah, for them, it totally is. And that that's kind of what played into the delay so much is you just had a lot of life things happening all at one time for a couple of months. And it just kept getting delayed, kept getting delayed. But here we are.
2: <laughs> yes, we're ready.
3: Kudos to both of you, by the way. Like I use this as this escape from my couple. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, no, we're just driving, leaning right into that skid.
1: Yeah. So, actually, why don't you guys give us the elevator pitch on the things that you have done separately and together in terms of, you know, like the podcast content world?
4: Yeah. Go through your podcast first, and then I'll.
1: Yeah.
2: Yes. Okay. So the reason I am here, probably on the definitely on this particular episode, is because um, my podcast is called the Beard Owl Podcast, and it's a podcast where we talk about uh, two of the best things in the world. Beer and Weird Al. And uh, we have just shifted to like a a bi-weekly format. I've been going weekly strong for three and a half years, and it's a lot. So uh, scaling back just a little bit, but throwing content out there for the people to keep the weirdness going. And in the spirit of my podcast, I have a Voodoo Ranger Juice Force IPA that I got at the store today. And I was very excited because the six packs of Voodoo Ranger were buy one, get one free. So I bought one, and, and what, I got one.
4: What's the ABV on that? I know it's, it's
2: nine
4: point five. Nine point five. Yeah, she, <laughs> she runs to the store in the middle of the day today. She comes back with twelve of those. So I'm like, uh, are we having a party? I was of.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Just gonna yeah, sleep so really right good. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm a little jealous because I've only drank like once during our podcast, and yeah. that was that was by accident. <laughs> Didn't know we were recording that night.
4: <laughs> yeah, you're not doing the couple thing, Lauren's Doing the drinking thing during every episode
3: yeah that's
1: true that's true we forgot to tell you dan that you could do that so ah jeez.
4: <laughs> i'm not kidding right. there's times and i'm being, this is 100 percent serious where she'll come out after like i don't know like an hour and 10 hour and 15 minute episode she's drinking something like this it's like eight nine ten percent alcohol i'll be on the couch watching youtube videos or whatever else she'll come out and be like oh that episode was so good i'm like well yeah i'm sure they're all good <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: somehow all of her episodes get
4: better as they go it's
1: uh, yeah, I yeah. like <laughs> yeah, the
4: first 10 minutes was terrible but god every 10 minutes it got
0: better after that <laughs> yep do i still hold the record of uh beers consumed on a single episode
2: i guess i was about to say you absolutely still do hold that record <laughs> so rad it's a delight <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is the, it was i think it was eight or something
2: something like that it was unreal it was unreal
0: keeping up with the the tracks of Alapalooza,
3: <laughs> and i'm betting still wasn't slurring at all
2: no he was fine yeah
3: yeah, he, oh. yeah like a truck <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's rad And so another I mean, maybe I'm just reading between the lines, but I think another part of the reason it sounds like that Lauren is slowing down on the Beard Out podcast is because you guys have been doing a lot more work together on Infectious Groove related stuff, which is the the project that Russ started that has sort of evolved as well over the last year or two.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's gone over to YouTube now and same themes overall as we used to have on the infectious group podcast where we just don't talk about anything negative. Like if if we don't like an artist or a song or an album, we just don't talk about it because there's too much good out there to, to talk about. So we're up to uh, four videos a week now, but they're always within five to 10 minutes though. I mean, these are not, you know, this is not 25, 30 minutes for every video. This is all between five and 10 minutes. We're trying to kind of get a, uh, like a format. So people know what to expect. Each week. So on Sundays we have vinyl reviews, uh, which can be direct record reviews or like equipment or you know, anything anything vinyl related is on Sundays. Then Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have the ones where we do a couple of different series, like five songs to start with. Like if someone shook you awake in the middle of the night and said, I want to get into Judas Priest, what's the first five songs I should listen to? Like that's you know, here's the first five songs I should tell you to listen to. So that's fun because it lets us go through like there's no limit on that. Like every genre, every you know we even do decades like five mm-hmm. songs from the 60s to start with or you know what i mean so things like that or like hidden gems from a certain artist or uh songs that should have been singles things like that like just having fun with those and then on saturdays we have what's what's attracted the most attention lately is we got in the reaction game so we have been reacting to some of the best performances we can think of in music history and some of the most absurd things <laughs> we can think of in music history uh just recently both of us were told about the long form video for MC hammers "Too legit to quit. And neither of us had ever seen the long form version of the video. So we queued it up and it's something like, it is <laughs> it's, a thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something. And uh, so just things like that. Plus uh, it's not on the channel yet, but I just, uh, the other day had Lauren react to a David Lee Roth video, which went exactly as you would think that it would, if you've ever <laughs> seen a David Lee Roth video, and just things like that have been going really well for the channel. So, uh, you know, in short, four videos a week, anywhere between five and ten minutes. And we tend to be getting a lot of positive reactions from people, which is great. That's uh-huh. excellent. Yeah. And I'm glad
1: that you used rock bands in your example there. So to clarify for the reader, yeah, <laughs> what uh, what we've invited these guys on to do here is to combine our fields of interests. The music that they cover on their stuff is You know, not genre specific. It crosses many different styles, but we've invited them to help us create what we're going to call kind of the ultimate Weird Al rock mixtape. And the rule of thumb that The Itch gave ourselves was that the song should be a parody or a pastiche of an artist that we would play on the show. Um, General rule of thumb. We're going to play pretty loose with it because this is more about having fun than being specific. But if you can justify it, you can pick it, you know, that kind of thing.
0: And for Russ, uh, M- MJ songs are in play. So,
1: MJ. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh my!
1: For the love that Lauren has for Weird Al, I think Russ's love for Michael Jackson is pretty is pretty close.
4: Probably close. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we figured out our our order here, and uh, oh, they got notes. That's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Everybody can't. Yeah, with we notes. we both
4: have notes. we <laughs> We have. I want to say. I want to say up front, we have not discussed each other's notes at all before this but there has been a lot of yelling back and forth between our offices <laughs> and home, and home today uh like like i earlier said uh yeah i have four songs picked just in case somebody else picks my stuff and i just hear from the other room i have 10 yeah so I was like, that's like, oh, right hang on. yeah so now i have 10 as well so
0: yeah
2: i think i have more than 10 yeah
4: and so she, when i hit 10 she had to go back and write right I had, so. Yeah. Up <laughs> so now this is your show i'm not going to tell you what to do but it sounds like if you're doing a 10-track format, we might be able to facilitate the um, special edition that will get released two months later with additional tracks. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the expanded deluxe the edition. edition. Yeah. Yeah, Fo- yeah with uh, another with five a, or ten. Foil cover. <laughs> and uh. yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. The, the one released for Christmas. So. Yeah. Right. Right. Maybe. That's, Just that's not a bad idea. Maybe maybe we do a sequel of this. Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know.
1: As has been discerned, um, there is always something to talk about when it comes to Weird Al. Mm-hmm. So and again, this is, um, it, you know, it's kind of a draft, but it's not like, a, oh, man, they stole my pick. It's we're building something together kind of thing. And so we decided that that Lauren, as as the world's foremost expert, as I call her, whether she accepts the title or not, should go first.
2: <laughs> yeah, I accept that title, by the way. All right. That's a uh, people in my life outside of podcasting. Call me the weird owl lady like people <laughs> at work do. So I'm fine with that.
4: I'm not not kidding you. One of the very first questions that her parents talked to me about, this is serious. Her mother, one of the first things her mother said to me was now, were you a weird owl fan before (laughs) I was like, yeah, I was brought up in the weird owl faith. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I want to also give a shout out to a, to a quick shout out to a a venture that has recently ended, but Lauren wore weird owl shirts every day. For, I believe it was a thousand days.
2: It was a thousand days. Yes.
1: Three plus years. At some point in the day, she had a Weird Al shirt on.
2: That's that's a fact. Yep. That's a fact. And the day after it ended, I felt weird.
1: Uh, <laughs> Not the good weird, though. Yeah. It, yeah. It was
2: just, yeah, it was just odd, you know, but I will say I wore a Weird Al shirt earlier today. So I just, you know, don't feel the need to document. But also, it, it it's one of those things that uh, it was j- a joy and also a burden, you know, because right. I got so far into it. I was like, oh, my God, I have to make sure I wear a weird old shirt at some point today. There were times yep. at
4: like a three in the afternoon when she'd pop up off the couch and be like,
2: I have to wear a weird Al shirt.
4: <laughs>
1: and <laughs> document <laughs> it. I was <laughs> hoping you were going to say like 10 p.m. like right before bed or something. She was like, oh, I got to put on this shirt real quick. That, is, yeah. That, yeah, happened. That, happened. that
2: happened. Yeah, I was like, oh, no, I guess I better put this on to sleep. Yeah. You know,
1: <laughs> integrity is important. You know,
4: you got to. <laughs>
2: made it very difficult to go on any sort of trip you know because yes. like you know what you would want to wear during the day and stuff but then you have to work the weird owl thing into it and it's like there was one time we were out of town and I literally brought a weird owl shirt to sleep in so that I could wake up in the morning take my picture in it and then wear what I wanted for the rest of the day yep. I think I wore it down to the hotel breakfast and that was it so anyway
3: how many weird owl shirts do you have <sighs>
2: 60 ish.
4: Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah.
2: Nice. Um, so, but now that the venture is over, I'm going to um, do the very meta weird out thing. And I'm going to put some of my lesser used or worn ones on uh, eBay for, for somebody. Okay. There you go. Cause I got some on eBay. I'm going to put them back on eBay because <laughs> I don't need to have that many now.
1: <laughs> and the description will include that reference.
2: Of for course, sure. of course, it will include that reference, and I might be able to fetch a little more money with it if uh, from them if I say, you know this was part of hashtag# weirdel every day Are you ready for my pick?
0: Yeah, we
1: are okay. ready. Let's do this.
2: I'm kicking it off with Albuquerque oh, okay i I feel like this absolutely had to be on there. Uh, it's got some great rocking bits in it, and it is so incredibly epic that, like, we know Albuquerque as the the track that closes the Running With Scissors album, but I think it could be a phenomenal opener for a mixtape, too. Like, it kind of lets you know what you're getting into just right from the beginning. So that's why I went with, with Albuquerque. Yeah, it's...
1: Whenever we only got ten songs, it's not a super long album to begin with. So you might as well throw an eleven-minute song in there just to make sure you're padding that that length. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. I'm glad you picked that one. Uh, first of all, I didn't know the artist that is listed on Wikipedia that is listed as the parody, mm-hmm. the style parody of them. It's uh, an artist called the Rugburns.
2: Yeah, check it out um, because it is like ridiculously close. The fact that it is just considered a pastiche mm-hmm. is uh, generous. <laughs> all right.
1: Okay. They're listed as alternative rock and cow punk.
0: So that's a genre I've not been familiar with, but okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a, that's a great kickoff choice. I was wondering if that was going to, going to slide into this conversation? And I'm glad it did.
2: Yeah. You know, got to open with some cow punk.
0: My favorite thing about Albuquerque is in the, the lyric sheets uh, for the booklet. It, you know, does like the opening paragraph and then says, all right, good luck keeping w- up with the rest of the song.
1: That's great. (laughs) It would be the whole lyric book. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, Russ, what are we following up with?
4: A much shorter song that is, to my knowledge, I don't believe this is a pastiche of any particular artist, uh, more just, I'm guessing, like a hair metal-ish type thing, but from the even worse record, Stuck in a Closet with Van White, which I love the riff. I love the riff on it. I get this song stuck in my head a lot, like like an unnatural amount. Uh, but to my knowledge, I don't think it's a, a pastiche of anybody in particular. I don't even think it would have came out around 87, 88, on even worse, mm-hmm. which was right in the heart of hair metal, but it's not even like, d- it doesn't even sound directly like that either. It's just a solid rock song.
2: Yeah. This is what I firmly believe like Weird Al would have just kind of wanted to do at the time. And I love weird al originals that are kind of like that that's like oh no this is if he just wrote a song this is how what it would sound like yep
1: even worse has a couple of those per you know wikipedia the ultimate source of true knowledge
4: it is literally
1: just listed as original Mm -hmm. yeah so
4: that and melanie in case anybody was wondering
2: (laughs) well we don't talk about melanie in this house
4: i got i got in a lot of trouble on her show over melanie <laughs> and that is the last time we will bring it up
2: no it's <laughs> got up with Melanie Day 2022.
1: <laughs> Casey what is pick number three
0: I am going to go with one of my favorite weird songs and music videos and that is headline news which is a parody of the crash test dummies mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you pick it just so you could say that
0: yes <laughs> Well, no, not not just that reason. The song is great because uh, he recorded it and then released it on the permanent record box set. He just kind of quickly threw it together, and so all the all the stories that are sung throughout the song, which are you know the caning in S- Singapore and Tanya Harding hiring somebody to kneecap Nancy Kerrigan, and then of course you know John Wayne Bobbitt getting his uh, Mr. Happy chopped off.
2: there's a great um, live performance that you could find on YouTube of Weird Al performing the song with the crash test dummies and it is a delight
1: (laughs) so one of my favorite things is when an artist uh, appreciates what Weird Al did so much that they collaborate on a performance I don't know how rare it is you guys probably maybe that's a side conversation for another time but it's quite rare maybe that's a playlist that needs to exist Weird Al
3: playing with the people
2: they're usually Canadian when that happens
3: yeah yeah (laughs) Canadians are nice, I guess.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Was that foreshadowing? I don't know. Maybe. (sighs) Maybe.
1: No, maybe. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's not foreshadowing for me. I like that. We're kind of hopping around to, to different albums. I'm going back to the one that, that Lauren started us off with, and I am choosing for pick four on this mixtape, your horoscope for today, which was a, a send up of nineties ska I, first of all, think it's hilarious, just the wanton violence that's going on uh, within that track. And then it's also one where he does one of my favorite Weird Al things, which is a long, like, single breath rant. And so all throughout my childhood, singing along to this and my adulthood, because let's not kid ourselves, we still listen regularly. Uh, (laughs) I'm trying to see if I can make it all the way through the fine print on your horoscope for today.
2: Oh, the bit that now you may find it inconceivable or at the very least a bit unlikely that the relative position of the planets and the stars could have a special significance or meaning that exclusively applies to only you. But let me give you my assurance that these four kids, I can't do it. I know.
0: You're close. It was oh, very God. close. The liner notes one. just trail
1: off there.
2: And these four kids are based on solid scientific documented evidence. So you would have to be some kind of moron not to realize that every single one of them was absolutely true. Or would I? Thank
1: you. Nice. <laughs> that was, this is why we do this. This is... It's unfortunate that it has been like three years into the show that we've we've had you not had you on yet. So I know moments oh, the, like that.
2: The, I I try, you know. This is just this is just moments from a, a regular Wednesday. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but actually this the reason that this song is like it sounds like such a perfect send up <laughs> of nineties ska is because like the horn section on it is in fact the mighty, mighty boss Tones. Yeah
3: nice like
2: it really it's like it's them so this doesn't just sound like the horns from mighty mighty boston's like this is the the horns from mighty mighty boston's nice that's i had
4: that's a friend of cool. mine take me to see the boston's in like 95 or 96 whatever they were they were part of one of the lava loses it's got mm-hmm. music just doesn't take for me like it's <laughs> just not my thing at all. And uh, I tried real hard and my friend was just like so bummed that I wasn't enjoying the show. Like I wasn't like, you know, this like, is awful, but I just wasn't having the time to be it. It was and I'm, scoffle. Yeah. Oh, good ah. And so, uh. and so I, when your uh, horoscope for today came out, I couldn't call him fast enough. I was like, hey, I finally heard a Boston song I like.
1: I was going to say, I was going <laughs> to yeah. say, is this the exception? Because I feel like. Oh, yeah, I feel this like is
4: absolutely be. the exception. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Nice. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to Dan and he's in the middle. So he's got picks five and six. He gets to go back to back. Uh, and um, I'm very interested in what he's got for us.
3: Well, this one should be expected. As Casey would know, I've been on a huge Star Wars kick and Weird Al was way ahead of his time with this song came out on the Dare to be Stupid album, the song Yoda, a parody of the Lola uh, by, by the Kinks. Yeah. Yeah. So I, honestly, like, it's funny because like just like this, came, this song came out in 1985 and Just knowing now what Star Wars is and like the universe (laughs) that it's built up, like this song was way ahead of its time. Like it's it's hilarious and it's still relevant. It's still very very relevant, and even more so now because the Star Wars universe is like just making millions and millions of dollars.
2: (laughs) Yeah, if you put this song in its time, though, um, this was very strong and brave because Weird Al wrote Yoda around the time of empire strikes back right so that's when he wrote it but he didn't he didn't put it out on the self-titled debut album he didn't put it out on in 3d he waited until 1985 which is a full two years (laughs) after the original trilogy had ended right right so like nobody's nobody's like oh yeah star wars it's so fresh
4: yeah. Well, the the line that sticks out to me there, if you're putting it out two years after the last Star Wars movie, is the "I know I'll be back someday. I'll be playing this part till I'm old and gray," because <laughs> the trilogy had just finished, right? Yeah. But then the Force yeah. Awakens, though, you know, so like that that lyric totally reinvents <laughs> itself, literally when Mark Hamill's old and gray. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: It's crazy.
4: <laughs>
1: it is. It is absolutely. I would say one of the top five or so, like defining. I would say Weird Al tracks.
3: Yes, uh, so moving on, my second one. it's this is really funny because we were I, me and Casey actually were just talking about, and I think all of us on the podcast honestly were just talking about the hero song by Chad Kroger um, <laughs> which, which was about Spider-Man and, and it was it was terrible. Again, got you know, I guess it was very highly acclaimed, but like amongst like rock people that were in like the rock industry or just fans of rock like just didn't like it. It was just a very sappy song um so my my song that i chose is ode to a superhero because it's a much better version of a spider-man uh song than chad kroger's so it should, <laughs> it should i mean i think it was released like right after that movie came out after the uh toby Maguire spider-man's but these, maybe they should have considered using it in the andrew garfield spider-man movies there you go
2: yeah they should have so <laughs> i have thoughts on ode to a superhero um, I'm going to keep it as brief and succinct as I can um, in deference to everybody's time and brain. Uh, but okay. I'm a big Billy Joel fan, right?
0: Yeah. Um,
2: but Piano Man is not one of my favorite Billy Joel songs. I was just like, Oh, cause that's the one everybody knows It's kind of played out, blah, 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 blah. So I found it interesting when, you know, Poodle Hat came out and then weird, I was using Piano Man about Spider-Man. I'm like, okay, I, I get that. That's fine. But then it's like, is he just trying to do the saga begins again with a different movie, you know, and then you think back to like all of the songs that he's done about, um, kind of summarizing a movie. And this one definitely is an outlier. Like there's a layer of cleverness to this, right? Because he's getting so many details wrong. He's like, Oh, you know, he's flying around on that glider thing. And that, you know, Mm -hmm. he can't think of the stuff. And then piano man is about drunks in a bar and my head on this is that "Ode to a Superhero" is a drunk in a bar telling the guy next to him about this Spider-Man movie that he just saw. Thank you. <laughs> That's
3: pretty good.
1: <laughs> I like that. I've heard that take before, and it it, it tracks pretty well, so I'll go with it. Yay! Okay. All right, uh, we're what are we back to me for seven? Yep. Right? Yep. All right. Um, For seven, I am going to move over to Alapalooza. We're going to we're going to stick with stuff that is related to this is not a movie, but, you know, a show. Um, And that is the Bedrock Anthem, wherein Weird Al does a very interesting thing and actually parodies two songs within one. Uh, uses the intro to give it a uh, intro to Under the Bridge and then segues it into Give It Away. And I'm I'm not really much of a Chili Peppers fan, to be honest. I after maybe that era of chili peppers
4: because your ears function
1: (laughs) Pleading the fifth well no I won't plead the full fifth after about that era of the chili peppers I just found them boring and so that's Yeah, yeah. yeah
4: yeah yeah I know I I without going off on a tangent they're an entirely different band before blood sugar sex magic than they are after yeah, I feel like blood magic. sugar, sex, magic hit. And they were like, hey, let's just keep making under the bridge in
2: different forms from here out. Right. So <laughs> Got rid of all the blood, all the sugar and all the sex.
1: That said, um, those probably are aside from maybe like Danny, California, which I, I still could listen to all day. Those are probably my favorite Chili Pepper songs. And the fact that he not only he put them into one thing, he pulled the Flintstones into it, which was genius. He he sent up the music video with, a, you know, the gold paint and all that. The addition of of all of the like uh, Flintstones sound bites and stuff throughout it is just such a nice touch. I just I think it is a, a quite the the master stroke. Of, so uh, inspiration. about
4: it. There's so many little details like I could bore you with so many little details about Weird Al stuff that I love. And <laughs> Bedrock Anthem ends with one of my all time favorite little Weird Al details, which is the way that uh Ketis on uh give it away ends it with a now like mm-hmm. not, you know and then <laughs> we're that sample of stuff it's like all right oh, boy. yeah boy
0: yeah
4: perfect
1: perfect it, attention to detail is just stunning on that one it's wonderful
0: <laughs> yeah all right kc number eight all right speaking of attention to detail I'm going to go back to Running With Scissors, and this is a style parody of Nine Inch Nails, and that is Germs. Heck which yes! It's a combination of Closer and Terrible eye and a little bit of other things, but mostly those two songs. And it's about a guy, a hy- hypochondriac just trying to convince you that germs are out to get him. And <laughs> <laughs> it's a great song. I love it.
4: Lauren's head is going to explode if she doesn't tell you about a particular live performance. Do
1: <laughs> oh, it. It's true. That's what you guys are here for. You're you're the context. Yeah. Uh, on on all this stuff.
2: <laughs> so, I was actually like, it, it's from the um, it's from the Running with Scissors tour, but Weird Al put it on his official YouTube channel somewhere near the beginning of the pandemic because Weird Al was like, everybody should you know, germs, careful about it. <laughs> I. Th- th- this is a sentence that's very difficult to say. Um, I mean, no, oh, no. I mean, I feel it deeply, but like this is the sexiest weirdo that you're ever going to see. Um, <laughs> there's a bit in it where he's sliding down the the mic stand, and like a couple strands of his hair just get stuck to the top of it, and he doesn't notice. And there's just something so like, oh, okay. <laughs> like his wife's name is Suzanne, and like literally every time I watch that video, there's part of me that's like, okay, Suzanne, I get it. Like I understand. <laughs> and as an
4: FYI, if you've ever seen any trent president performance that's weird al's very much committing to the bit he's performing in the style of it's
2: perfect it's it's just so perfect i did a an episode of my show oh my gosh almost two years ago now where i talked to a bunch of weird al fans under the age of 25 and i talked to several (laughs) early 20 something young ladies and they're all like yeah that germs video i just i i I'm not comfortable talking about it in a public forum. <laughs> and I'm like, good, good. That's how it should be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: This song is so perfect. There's, there's layers of things like the, the, uh, like industrial, like mechanical bit behind it. says germs, germs like the holes right. the whole way through. It's just it's, the attention to detail is spectacular.
0: And then the super deep microscope bacteria,
1: Uh, maybe that's it maybe i just need to see that i've I've never been a huge fan of that song and i think it's just because i don't find the concept as as funny as a lot of most of his other stuff i mean i can't i can't
4: i will say i like the song in the first place but that performance does add to it yeah i wasn't as turned on as somebody else over here but i I do think it's a great performance
1: see weird al can have all kinds of different effects on people yeah yeah
2: sure can as long as
0: you have saw spray and a moist toilet,
2: yeah that's right
0: <laughs> <laughs> alright alright Russ you want to give us number 9 I do
4: this is off the last as far as we know studio record that we would receive from uh, Weird Al it is not only a pastiche but this dude like we talked about the attention to detail this guy when he does a pastiche of artists it is so on because you're like This sounds like every song this band has ever done. This dude, in the nicest Weird Al way possible, came for the Foo Fighters and delivered hard with the track (laughs) My Own Eyes. As a fan of the Foo Fighters, this song is every single Foo Fighters song all at once. And it is wonderful.
2: (laughs) It's true. This So far, this is the only one, by the way... Uh, that somebody else said that was also on yeah, my list. Yeah, no
4: one else has had anything on my list either. Oh, wow. All right. Well, you know what? In, that in, case, fairness, in fairness, there's <laughs> not a lot of rock and roll going on on this uh, rock list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to say, this is not nearly as actually rocky as a list as I anticipated. I mean, so like, I'm glad I that you. two
4: rock songs. Yeah. But there's not a lot of other rock and roll going on around here.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah i mean there's a couple things that i'm real surprised haven't shown up um yeah. and maybe i don't know do you guys want to go an extra five we're uh, yes. like, yeah yeah, yeah, not yeah.
0: Sure. yeah. we're
1: yeah. not pressed for time here yeah, yeah. No, we can make it. this a little longer great all right well then then let's have lauren do number 10 and then we'll snake back and you can do 11 as well
2: 10 and 11 okay Excellent. and then dan <laughs>
1: would end up getting
3: to close us at 15
2: <laughs> Ooh. The pressure
3: is on hopefully nobody steals my pick
2: i can help you if you want I can yeah, help he's only you want. got one left <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so mm, this is difficult okay i know there's so many good ones i know there's so many good ones because here's the thing you know what i'm gonna go with what my original 10 was gonna be because i i can't not do it this way mm-hmm. um since i opened with albuquerque which is a nearly 11 minute song Track 10, for me, has to be off of the UHF soundtrack. Uh, it's a f- fun little ditty called Let Me Be Your Hog. <laughs> Clocks in at about eight seconds. Yeah,
4: something like that. Uh,
2: and what's great is this is a... The, an, the
4: yin to the Albuquerque yang.
2: Yes. yes right. Yes. Yeah, the balancer is perfect. And I, I actually put out a... Um, because I love how let me be your hog starts. And it was recorded because there's a bit in the movie UHF where there's a, a radio playing by the pool and they had wanted some other music for it, but they couldn't get the license for it. So weird. I was like, Oh, I'm just going to record something. Right. And so it ends with like, like a record scratch because the, the radio falls into the pool.
4: Right.
2: And I had put out on my podcast, probably a year and a half ago, I was like, man, I would love to hear a full version of Let Me Be Your Hug. And one of my listeners who happens to also be a musician recorded one for me. <laughs> and I was like, that is sweet. I, I was under the strictest orders not to share it with anyone. It was literally like, <sighs> "Warren, this is just for you. I'm like, "Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. So Let Me Be Your Hug would be my track 10.
4: What a gift. <laughs> yes.
2: And you know what? I'm gonna do this mostly because uh, I feel like I just want to put this out into the world uh because it's not like super steeped in lore just yet I'm gonna go with now you know the for eleven the original the new track from the um weird the L. Yankovic story soundtrack the song that go runs over the the closing credits of the film I think again very much like um stuck in a closet with Vanna White it's not a pastiche of anything in particular it's just the kind of rock song that al yankovic himself would do left to his own devices and i think it the, the song itself was a perfect way to close the cinematic masterpiece that was the 100% true and accurate weird the al yankovic story <laughs> <laughs>
1: i like it yes all right russ what's next
4: Uh, Another pastiche of another artist that I love dearly. I love this artist even more than I love uh, the Foo Fighters. And to say Weird Al hit this on the head. This is even more accurate than uh, my own eyes is to the Foo Fighters. CNR song is literally every White Stripes song, at least from the first three White Stripes records, (laughs) like all at once. If somebody was even asking me what the White Stripes sound like, I might even reach for this song before a White Stripes song. (laughs) <laughs> and be like well, here listen to this this is everything the white stripes do in one song
2: i am so glad i made the I, I i made a decision in my head i was like i really wanted to pick cnr for one of mine because i knew that needed to be on this list but i knew if given one more pick you would pick cnr okay. well so I, I had i had uhf oh. the title
4: track from UHF. oh Next, damn but you <laughs> did let me do the same record so I so okay I skipped okay
2: it. that's fair that's fair
1: yeah, this extra round just done chaos into it all. I know. Yeah,
4: <laughs> upheaval.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a great one. Not only that, but he—it's a—it's a fun one where he touches on another pop culture thing by riffing right. on the like you know the, the Chuck like Norris jokes or whatever.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And the, the, the Charles Nelson Riley estate when they, um, cause he, he reached out to them before doing it too. And they had what they felt to be like founded concerns about like, uh, is he going to make fun of his, you know, sexual orientation oh, yeah. or this, that, and the other yeah thing. but yeah. like, absolutely not like, right. come on, you know, know who you're working with here.
4: Right. Right. Well, yeah, but it's not, you know,
2: I know not everybody knows.
4: Yeah. They, they do live in the world we live in. Where <laughs> most people are. I, mean, it's sort of I forget.
1: That not everyone is just as outright uh, delightful as as Alfred. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <sighs>
1: All right, KC, track 13. What are you thinking?
0: All right. Uh, since since we got another round here, this was one that I was deciding if I should include it other than the previous two songs that I chose. But since we got another shot here, I'm going to go ahead and go with Smells Like Nirvana.
1: I thought honestly thought that that would have been Like one of the first things (laughs) I'm surprised that it's that took that long, but I'm glad that you that you added it here. That was a that's a great call.
2: Yeah, Yeah. it should be. here. This
4: is me being overly picky. And Lauren knows this. The guitar tone makes me physically angry because (laughs) Weird Weird Al is so absolutely perfect in all of his production and the tone of the guitar, every guitar and smells like Nirvana is so wrong. Trump compared to the original. I'm, I'm absolutely, you know, when people are like, oh, you must be fun at parties. I'm absolutely the guy that ruins the song for people. So like you, you put it on there. When I get my copy of the CD, I'll skip it and we'll all be good.
0: Yeah, That's fine. That's fine. But I, I just, I love the video again. Uh, one of the ones, the yeah. video is, is great because it's and
4: the, the video is dead. Perfect.
0: Yes. Perfect yeah.
4: video. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And I love hearing the stories of how people react to being asked. Uh, if by Weird Al, if he can parody them. And and Kurt Cobain's reaction is one of my favorites, where he reportedly asked, is it going to be a song about food? Uh, yeah. yeah. One, shows that Kurt Cobain was well-versed in Weird Al, which yeah. is awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. <laughs> uh, and for two, when Weird Al said, no, it's going to be how no one can understand your lyrics, he got a kick out of it and thought it was funny. He was like, yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. So that's... uh that's that's a delightful story to me. For and me, I love
2: it. It's what I love about that story, too, is just connecting dots. The only reason that Weird Al even was able to get in touch with Kurt Cobain and Nirvana was because they were the musical guests on Saturday Night Live. And Weird Al mm. reached out to Victoria Jackson, who played his girlfriend in UHF, to be yeah. like, hey, Nirvana's going to be there. Can you connect me with them, please? I, I yeah. just I love how that kind of thing just happens.
0: Yeah.
1: Right, right. It's honestly quite impressive. This is something that I think might, would be my, maybe there's a future episode for you. Just the stories of permission. Cause I just think it's amazing. If you look through the history of all these years and all these artists and the stature of them, the number of people that he has somehow got to say yes to, uh, and, and how as often as possible, he does it in person.
4: There's a, there's so many, like you said, Lauren could tell yeah. my favorite personal favorite one is the Mark Knopfler one where weird Al asks <laughs> Mark Knopfler, if he can do money for nothing. And Knopfler's response is, "Yeah, but I got to play guitar on it." And Weird Al's like, yes. "Well, if you have to, <laughs> you know, I, like, twist my arm, I guess." The you know? only <laughs>
2: bummer about that is because because of that, it had to be called "Money for Nothing" slash "Beverly yeah. Hillbillies." Yeah, it was supposed to be the ballad of Jed Clampett. Right, right, right. Instead, mm-hmm. So it's just you know, Weird Al. He he, he tells that story, and he's like, Meh, "Legal." Meh.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It was still, it was, it was still huge.
0: Yeah, it was great. Him. Yeah, yeah.
4: It's not like I mean, it's not like lose yourself or couch potato is so drastically different of a title that yes. no one mm-hmm. knew what that was. Yeah, you know, yes. at least with yeah. yeah, the
1: cognitive dissonance on that one for me is just is too much. I no, oh, it yep. doesn't. It, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you brought up money for nothing because that was definitely on my short list. Um, I mean, honestly, mostly it's just because I love that guitar riff to begin with. So it's not mm-hmm. necessarily so much that Weird Al did this, so much as that money for nothing is an awesome lick, right? And throwing the Beverly Hill Bailey's, you know, yeah. theme over is, is a is a pretty weird, you know, an inspired move. So it was a contender. <sighs> I'm really not sure what to do for fourteen here. I got I got too many good options.
4: It is. It's an embarrassment of riches. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it, it
0: is.
2: really is. Hey, I'm not I'm laughing because it's true.
4: I just uh, after since I'm done with mine now I slid my list over so Lauren could see my complete list and I got a knowing <laughs> nod. So <laughs> be be jealous.
1: <laughs> here's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna I could make pretty similar arguments for most of the the rockier ones on this list I'm gonna bend the rules just for the sake of bending the rules and do a song that is not really rock but it is about a rock star and that is from Running With Scissors My Baby's In Love with Eddie Vedder
2: <laughs> Zydeco Baby
1: a Zydeco song <laughs> about a man who is concerned that he is losing is losing his lady to one Eddie Vetter and all of his uh, Gen X greatness,
4: which was a very <laughs> real concern for many of us at the time. But,
2: uh, uh, I think this is a, it's an absolute genius stroke here uh, because sonically, you don't get much further from grunge than Zydeco. Yeah. Okay. Nope. And also geographically, you don't get much further that from Grunge than Zydeco. <laughs> <Right. You know? laughs>
4: that's a great point.
2: Yeah. Sick accordion solo on that song too, man.
4: Yeah, it is.
1: Oh yeah. And I don't know. I don't. When you can, you need an accordion solo somewhere in any Weird Al, you know, compilation. So yes, I'm glad that that's there. We could we could slide that in. Um, I I just I love that one. I love that punchline with Alanis Morissette, you know, just turning it back around on its head. It's just wonderful. (laughs) So we're going to we're going to add one about rock. All right. And that's going to take us back to Dan for
3: 15. Yeah, And I'm sure that most people are expecting like Canadian Idiot or something like that. but That's not going to be the case. Sorry, that's going to be left off this list. Apparently my song, my last I guess the last song of the uh, list here is going to be from 1983. And it's another one rides a bus. Oh, which wow. is a parody of Queens. Another one bites the dust.
2: I work. I had some really poetic way to end this, actually. Yeah. Because yeah. it's from his self-titled debut album.
1: Going back to those early days when, yeah, when he was mostly making armpit farts and in his songs, and that was <laughs> that was it. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh,
4: I'm pretty sure he had an armpit fart guy. Actually, so. he has
2: a hand fart guy. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. legit, so, I'm not even yeah. joking. You know what I'm
4: saying? Let's not just.
2: He does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He does. I'm pretty sure
0: it's in the headline news as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's the same guy, and he's uh, yeah. Um, but 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 what a claim to
0: fame! Holy cow!
2: Yeah, Al's performance of this on the Tom Snyder Show was his first national television performance, and he's wearing beautiful patchwork velvet pants, playing another one rides the bus while John Bermuda Schwartz bangs on the accordion case. It's also a delightful performance. Nice.
1: Oh man, I like that. That's a good pick. I am I am amazed that the itch. Left off, Canadian idiot. We left off. I'll Sue ya, The rage yeah. parody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I can't believe it. We left off the angry white boy
3: polka, though. I was so tempted. I was too. I wrote a couple of polkas down just because there was some that really intrigued me. The angry white boy polka is the itchiest of them all because it's yes. like disturbed and stuff like that on it. So <laughs> the polka. alternative polka is pretty good too, and mm-hmm. very relevant as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. In terms for like our classic rock, you know, uh, block, the Bohemian Polka is right on, of course, right on the money, of course. Yes,
4: we were at an Oktoberfest event this last weekend, and we got uh, in public over a giant PA. We got uh, the Hot Rocks Polka played, the uh, the Rolling Stones uh, All mm-hmm. Stones Polka, and then uh, what was Polkas on forty five? Polkas on forty five, yeah. It right. was great for us people watching because we're sitting at this Oktoberfest thing and we're just watching people be like, "What the." F- <laughs> like, yeah, it, was, it was awesome
3: dude and, and so I was like speaking of that like I, that's exactly kind of what I thought when I heard the Hamilton polka I was like wow this is like perfect it just it wraps up yeah. the whole freaking thing in like five minutes <laughs> <That's> <laughs> genius
2: that is a master perfecting his craft the Hamilton polka right Yes, there. that's 40 years of doing polkas just like <laughs> yeah. perfected I'm not even a Hamilton person Okay, but I love the Hamilton polka.
3: <laughs> that's good. Yeah.
1: I'm that it actually really amazes me. I didn't realize that that we we left out a signature. A, basically every weird Al album has a polka and we did not put one on ours, but at least we've discussed the uh, ample opportunities and the the quality selection that was available. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. And in 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 fairness, uh, the food album doesn't have a polka. The TV that's album even worse. doesn't have a polka. Yeah, even worse. Even worse have a polka. is the only
4: proper record without a polka. Record. Yeah.
2: And the self titled debut album does not have a right, polka. Yeah. But that's mm-hmm. very accordion heavy, so I can see why you might um, yeah. think that.
1: Yeah, it didn't need one at that, at that point, maybe. No, everything's <laughs> accordion. <laughs> I deliberately made a choice to leave out food parodies. I just, maybe it's because there was, again, such an abundance of, of riches to, to choose from. Yeah. But, and because it's, it, it's, it is the same joke, more or less, in almost all of them. Yeah. Uh, and so as fun as that joke is, I wanted us to, to pick some things that were a little more unique.
4: I was just looking at my list. I didn't put any food on there, I, like not consciously, but I didn't put any food on my list. No, either.
2: I didn't either.
1: I I kind of thought Russ was gonna throw in eat it. I mean that that guitar lick is is one rocking piece of work right uh, there.
4: Again, guitar tone's terrible. <laughs> I deal with it. No. The tone ruined it for him. It's upsetting. It's upsetting. <laughs> But it's like if you listen to if on that same record, if you listen to a theme from Rocky 13 or uh, the Brady Bunch, like the production on those is like dead on and then Mm -hmm. beat it. The guitar tone sounds like it's like a silver tone coming through the worst Sears amp ever. It's, it's, it's It's offensive. Do you think do you think maybe
1: we just have gotten so accustomed to Weird Al having the bar so high that it throws us off that when something isn't perfection.
4: Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my problem. Yeah, for sure.
1: Forgetting the fact that some stuff is hard to, incredibly hard to duplicate. And Uh that, yeah, his success rate for doing so has got to be higher than just about anybody else at duplicating stuff. Oh, for
4: sure. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to focus on the two I don't like. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Come on now. (laughs) Definitely. All right, cool. Well, that was fun. I'm glad we got to do that. I am glad that we got to have you guys on. Yeah, as the show has become over time, it's gotten more and more into mostly being interviews and concert reviews. And so we were way due up to go back to a guest feature to have some of our podcaster friends on. It's a thing we like to do once in a while. And, and so we're happy to have you guys to be part of that.
2: We're happy to be here. I, you know, I love talking about Weird Al and it's nice. I mean, I'm Russ, I'm glad you were here for it, but it's also nice to have other people enjoy me talking about Weird Al, right. not right. just like you on the couch.
4: Well, what's funny is, oftentimes I have to remind her that I have been a Weird Al fan for as long as I have been. Because like, she'll start going, and I'm like, you know that scene in Wayne's World of Phil? We were there, you know. Like I'm like, she'll like start talking, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. Like I, huh? Yeah, like I know all of that, you know. And she's like, Oh, I know, because he's used to dealing with people that don't know that much about Weird Al, you know.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I I actually do that to my wife all the time. Talk about something, she's like, yeah, I was with you. I was like, oh. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oops.
0: <laughs>
3: <sighs>
0: well, it's it's awesome to have somebody on the show that is a bigger fan of Weird Al than Aaron and I are. So, <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, thanks. I'm only I'm only 5'2". Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, so do
1: check out the Beard Al podcast, which is now bi-weekly because every once in a while you need a break after you've done a show for a few years. <laughs> And infectious groove, which is mostly on YouTube at this point.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, you can go check out the previous podcast episodes, and they're worth your while. All right, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the well. Now a fifteen list song <laughs> uh, I was ready to say ten. I was like, wait, we switched it up. Yeah, uh, mixtape, or you know, I don't know what you ever, ever want to call it. Like, yeah, weirdo rockish mixtape. There you go. <laughs> downloadable list <laughs>
1: yeah maybe we'll make a
3: playlist for this yeah there you go so thank you very much for listening to the itch my name is dan i'm casey i'm aaron
2: you I'm, guys can do it if you want sure i'm lauren and i'm russ yeah
3: and until next time i definitely need to bring more alcohol if you enjoyed what you heard in this episode please subscribe and tell a friend about the itch
0: Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter,
3: Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S. I'm totally bringing out all next time.